Good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. Man, the day has finally come when we're here to celebrate our God become flesh. Hopefully you were able to celebrate with us yesterday at our Christmas Eve services, but today is the day that everything has been building towards for the past couple months. And I know for some of you, even since October 1st, I know you switched the Christmas music on that day, but here we are. The presents have been opened. The, the joy of Christmas Day is finally upon us. But I have a question for you this morning. Have you ever wondered or, or have you ever asked yourself the question as I have, I wonder what Jesus is doing right now? Like he accomplished some incredible things while he was on earth. He performed miracles that blew people's minds. He went to the cross and died for our sins and was resurrected, overcoming death, overcoming sin and fear and grief and shame. And that was all really incredible stuff. But really his life here on earth was only about 33 years. I wonder what happened after Jesus was resurrected and then he ascended into heaven. I wonder what Jesus is doing right now, December 25th, 2022. Well, the Bible says a lot actually about what Jesus is doing right now. And honestly, to talk about all the things Jesus is doing right now would probably take longer than we have here in this Christmas video. So I want to sum it all up into two things that Jesus is doing right now. And I know this isn't the full picture, and I know some of you uh, will be like, that's not all he's doing right now, and I know that. But for today, for Christmas morning, I think there's two things that Jesus is doing right now that are really, really good news for those of us who follow him. And those two things he's doing right now, Jesus is sitting and he's standing. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, the author tells us this about what Jesus is doing right now. He writes, here is the point. We have a high priest who sat down in the place of honor beside the throne of the majestic God in heaven. There he ministers in the heavenly tabernacle, the true place of worship that was built by the Lord and not by human hands. So in other words, Right now, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God. Jesus is sitting in the most prominent seat in the entire universe, in all power, in all authority. Jesus is seated at the right hand, ruling as our King. And here's why that's really good news for us, because no matter what situation we face in this life, I know Christmas can be a tough season for some people, people who've experienced loss, maybe a loss of a relationship, loss of a loved one, and around Christmas time, those feelings start to boil up again. But the good news for us is that Jesus, in his seat of ultimate authority, ultimate power, he calls us his friends. And that means no matter what struggle or what situation we're going through, right now, today, Jesus is more powerful. Back when I was in elementary school, I remember me and my uh, other elementary school age friends had this brilliant idea to make a recess fight club. It's a great idea, right? So what we did, it was in the winter time, and, and we built kind of this ring in the snow, and then we went to the parking lot and got some slush to really ice it down and make it nice and solid and icy. And then the whole point of this was to be the last one standing in the ring. So we'd say go, and everyone would just charge into the ring and try to force everybody else out. Now, kids watching from home, 
let Pastor Mark tell you this is not an endorsement as a good idea. It's actually a pretty terrible idea because turns out falling on ice, especially with a lot of other guys landing on top of you, is quite unpleasant. So I do not recommend that. But one thing I figured out was a sure way to survive in this, in this ringed circle we had was to find someone that was more powerful than you who would fight your battles with you. So in those cases, when, when I started to be overpowered, I would call on my friend who was bigger and more powerful than the ones overpowering me, and he would come to my rescue and fight my battles with and for me. It's a sure recipe for success in the Howard Elementary School Boys Fight Club. Now, what it makes me think of when I think back to those times is there's a lot of times in our life where we feel like all of life is coming against us, trying to overpower us. There's a lot of times in our lives where we feel overpowered by the struggle that we're going through, by feelings of shame or guilt or all of these other things that are trying to tell us to give up or let go. But one thing I've learned about Jesus Christ is that he is our friend who is more powerful. He's more powerful than the broken relationship that you've gone through in this past year. He's more powerful than the loss your family suffered, losing a loved one, someone close to all of you. He's more powerful than the job that you lost and are desperately searching to replace somehow. Jesus is more powerful and he's seated in the most prominent seat in the entire universe, in all power, in all glory, and he is our friend. And that's really good news. That's really good news because no matter what we are going through, we know that we have a more powerful friend that is alive, that is our king, and he is sitting at the right hand of God the Father. But that's not all he's doing right now. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, but also Jesus is standing. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verses 24 and 25, we hear these words. But because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood lasts forever. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on our behalf. So Jesus is sitting, he's sitting at the right hand of God in all power, in all authority, with all the prominence that comes from that position. And as he is doing that, he is standing for us. Have you ever wondered, maybe especially you elementary kids out there, have you ever wondered why when we pray we finish it with, in Jesus' name, amen. Maybe you haven't thought about it much. Maybe that's just the way you've heard your parents pray, so you know that's the right thing to say at the end of a prayer. But let me tell you the reason for that. When Jesus came down here to earth to give his life as an atonement for our sin, what he did in that moment was he created a direct pathway from us to God the Father. He created a way for us to come to God the Father with all of our prayers and all of our requests. And that's why when we pray to God, we always end it with, in Jesus' name, because we know it's because of Jesus and his work in this world that we can come directly to the throne of God. Because of our relationship with Jesus and because of his prominence and powers, we can bring all of our doubts and fears and joys and sorrows 
directly to the throne of God because Jesus is standing for us. See, the work of Jesus here on earth was absolutely to secure our salvation through his death and resurrection, but the story didn't end there. Jesus is actively standing with God the Father, advocating on our behalf. As writer Jason Johnson puts it, he says this, He, being Jesus, is the courier of our prayers to the Father and makes requests on our behalf that we are wholly unaware of, but oblivious beneficiaries of. Now that's pretty cool, isn't it? Because I know if your life is anything like mine, you've faced your share of struggles in this life. I know you felt the weight of this life piling in on you, sometimes getting you to the point where you just don't know what to pray for anymore. Especially for you middle school and high school students out there. You guys are at a time in your life where you're facing all of these pressures. Pressures of who or when you should start dating. Pressure about the friends that you have or hang out with. Maybe the pressure of losing a friend that you had in your life. All these things. And then for you high schoolers, you're facing pressure of you got to get good enough grades to get into the college you want to go to and then decide what your career is going to be for the next 40 years of your life. All these things coming. And I know for some of you, you may have gotten to a point where I have before, where when you go to pray at night, you don't even know what to pray for. So you just find yourself praying something like, I don't know, God, just do something. Just do something because I need help. Let me tell you guys, even in those prayers, those prayers never fall on deaf ears. Jesus hears every single one of those prayers. And as our great high priest, he goes to God the Father and prays for us. The Savior of the world, the one seated at the right hand of the God of the universe, prays for you. It's good news. Jesus hears those prayers. He prays for us. He prays with us. He is our King. He is Emmanuel. And he is with us. Not only that, but also in his standing with God the Father, Jesus stands in the gap between us and God the Father that was created by our sin, and he makes amends for our sins to God the Father. In 1 John chapter 1 verses 2, or chapter 2 verses 1 and 2, John writes this, "My dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the only one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of the world. Did you hear that part in the middle there? It says, Jesus, in him we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. That's pretty wild, isn't it? Jesus Christ, right now, December 25th, 2022, is standing and pleading our case to God the Father. Think about it this way. Did you ever have a friend that maybe you all got into some trouble, did something you know you probably shouldn't have done, and you get found out? And maybe your mom finds out, and then you and your friend go to your mom, and you know the consequences that are coming, but then maybe in that moment you had a friend who took all the blame for whatever it is you did. 
And you know you both had some blame in it, but have you ever had a friend just shoulder all of that blame for you? Or maybe it was at work when you messed up on a project and a friend took the fall for you. See, that's exactly what Jesus did. The book of Isaiah tells us that Jesus took the sins, all the ugliness of this world on his shoulders and went to the cross and suffered those consequences in our place. He died so that we could live. And that was absolutely a once and for all atonement for our sins. But the coolest thing is that he did it then and he's doing it right now. He laid down his life long ago so that he could stand for your life today. What is Jesus doing right now? Well, he's sitting at the right hand of God the Father. He is standing, pleading our case, advocating to the Father on our behalf. There's one last thing I want to share with you that Jesus is doing right now at this very moment. And he actually tells us himself in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. We just completed this series in Ward Students really just a couple days ago where uh, we were talking about who we are and who the Bible says that we are. The series was titled, Who Are You? And we were looking at all the different names that God gives us throughout his scriptures that are recorded in scripture. And one of the last things we talked about is the fact that in the Bible, it refers to us as aliens. Now it's kind of weird, right? But it refers to us as kind of legal aliens in this world because our permanent residence does not reside in this world. It resides in the presence of Jesus Christ. It resides there with him. And our sure hope of our eternity with Jesus Christ is in the strength of what Jesus is presently doing right now. And that means the fact that Jesus is preparing a place for us, what that means is no matter what we're struggling through in this world, when our hopes seem like they're dashed and when we hope in things that we think will give us security in this world, what that means is we can have the assurance that our hope is planted in something much bigger, much better than this world has to offer. Jesus is actively preparing a place for you to be with him in eternity. And that's really, really good news. So what is Jesus doing right now? He's sitting at the right hand of God, ruling in power. He's standing for us, advocating for us to God the Father. And he's preparing a place for us to welcome us into his kingdom. So as we celebrate Christmas today, wherever you'll go on from here, wherever you'll spend the rest of the day celebrating, our hope is that you carry that hope with you, knowing that Jesus Christ, who is seated in all power and all authority, calls you his friend. Jesus Christ is advocating for you, for the forgiveness of your sins to make a way for you to commune with God the Father. And Jesus is preparing a place for you in his kingdom. So Merry Christmas and take that hope with you this day and for all the rest of your days as well. Amen.